be sharing in a moment, you will have heard before if you've been around the life of the church. The reason why we share these things is because we understand, and it's a, it's a, a phrase, but it's true, vision leaks. What I mean by that is we hear something and we're stimulated and we're challenged and then we forget about it in a month or two months or three months. Would that be true? Just give me a wave. I'm, I'm with you. I'm exactly the same. Vision leaks. So it's important that we reaffirm our commitment as a church to what we are what we are committed to, what we are believing for, what we are seeing God, in God to do in and through this church. So that is what you're going to be seeing this morning. Now, let me just say, we've moved away from me just sharing on a a Sunday morning and just casting vision. We're not saying we're going to do this every year. We're not going to say we're going to do it every time. But for this particular year, what we thought we would be doing, it'd be nice to actually put it on a, on a DVD, on a, on a video. And there's a couple of reasons why. One, we wanted to trial something to see how you guys get on watching something like you would at home or at the cinema. So that's the first thing. The second thing that we actually uh, wanted to do would then be able to use that DVD on the website. So when people are asking, what are we about? What is Arena Church committed to? They can actually begin to see highlights, 2012, where we've come from. And then also just a commitment to what we're seeing in this coming year and beyond. You'll notice that on the the DVD, there's no goal setting. And I know many of you get fed up with goals, don't you? Those who are in sales, that you've got to reach a particular sales target. We're not saying we're against those things, but we just want it to be more more, uh, uh, organic, Uh, in that one of the things that I've been really, really struck by is that uh, the Bible says that all healthy things grow and they grow by themselves. So actually, if there's health in the life of the church, then there's going to be growth that occurs. So we don't have to get too hung up in many ways with regards to setting 10 or 12 goals, although privately we have some things that we're reaching towards, but they're not going to come through on the DVD. Is that okay? So I'm just setting it up as an introduction. So this is not an opportunity for those who like to fall asleep to fall asleep, okay? And um, there's just two other things from me. First of all, I want to say a very, very big thank you to Dave uh, Crabtree and Jordan last week as well with the highlights. You may say, well, that one-minute video or two-minute video, uh, you know, wouldn't have taken long. Actually, it took eight hours to edit, and uh, I've just asked Dave, there's, there's a 20-minute video that you're going to see now. It's literally been uh, 24 to 30 hours that Dave has taken this week to get it up to speed, as well as his full-time job that he does. So I want to just say a big thank you, Dave, and big thanks, Jordan, to those guys who have helped us with that. I wonder if we could show our appreciation. And you know, I like messing with people. Josh, just come up here, will you? Just before we see this. You've got to see this before we see the... I mean, have you noticed these shoes? Have you noticed them? Who loves these shoes? I used to be young enough to be able to wear shoes like that, but now I'm not. Who who thinks that they're absolutely cool and hip and happening? They are, mate, you see? Favour of God, they're unbelievable. Neil Austin wants to nick them off you, actually. He was the one who, he said, have you seen Josh's shoes? I said, what? Flipping it. The Helens, are they? Okay. <laughs> they're brilliant, mate. I just love our young guys and, and just what they bring to the life of the church. So I wonder if we just take a, a moment. You might want to take some, some, some notes. 
as, as, as you just look at these things. And then I'll just draw it to a close at the end. Is that okay? Wonderful. Thanks, guys. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. Arena Church is made up of, of different people and different people groups and uh, we all understand, or I hope we do, that the church is not a building, it's a group of people and those people uh, come together in a community but they can only really come together and, and be aligned if they all own the same values and one of those things is Jesus um, said to the early, early disciples, uh, come follow me. And it was the discipleship journey. So for me, being a disciple is when you're absolutely committed to living out the, the, the teachings, the principles, the lifestyle of Jesus. And that is what we're absolutely passionate about going after. It's not that the, the, the past of Arena Church, that it, it's not that it hasn't been about discipleship, but we're going to be much more intentional in encouraging people to go on their own discipleship journey. So this whole thought of the D1, discipleship one, is them making the decision to say it's not just about actually going in, in, into teaching environments and we want to create those, but it's more than that. They actually commit themselves to being in the word, they commit themselves to in prayer, they commit themselves to gathering and, and then living out that life that Jesus asked them to live. But this is for everybody. So this is for absolutely everybody who is sold out for, uh, for Jesus and committed to his purposes. And uh, it's a passion of ours and it's something that we, we model, it's something that we example and it's something that we're passionately committed to in you know, in getting out into the congregation. We want to create environments where people can train, learn, be developed, and we want to use those environments uh, properly, and uh, we'll give more work and attention to them, the 242, the leadership development, the, the summit, the development of, of emerging and, and younger leaders, absolutely. But ultimately, it's encouraging people to be serious about their discipleship journey. And one of the things as well we were really passionate about is not just, there's no age to this. So actually, it's encouraging those who are in kids' church to begin their discipleship journey. Wouldn't it be fantastic to see kids, you know, really absolutely sold out for, for the king and, and his kingdom, you know, hitting their teens, and there's no, there's no sway in, in terms of going after, you know, the things of this world. They're just living, living for God. So there's no age... Uh, to this, just absolutely committed to seeing people uh, being disciples, followers of Jesus. One of the ways that we express discipleship is is, is how we give, um, and it's also how we serve. And we're really wanting to encourage people to commit to a team. And there are many, many teams that run throughout Arena Church, and it's that commitment to uh, being in a team. There's, there's community that, as, as people come together, there's a, there's a smaller setting in which we, we gather. And, uh, you know, over the 2012, there were many teams, that, new teams that arose. And coming into 2013, there's going to be more opportunity for people to serve in different contexts. So we'd encourage people to commit to teams, you know, and serve in, in, in that way. Obviously, 
um, leadership development is works hand in hand with certain people growing in their relationship with Jesus and then right in the middle of that believers that are increasingly getting stronger and it, it's nothing more than increasingly finding out what the word of God says and implementing it that is uh, Jesus said that you know you're a friend of mine if you do what I tell you um, so I think it's been increasingly intentional about that and that's not just defined by a church service or a midweek gathering but then it's taking it out into every environment that people find themselves in living with a greater maturity and influence on others and I think um, sadly you know there have been contexts uh, created not necessarily deliberately over years where uh, it's become uh, dependent on others um, so dependent on a visit dependent upon this dependent upon that as to whether you live I think more leadership is more designed to be empowering people to live it out of their own heart and um, that, that's the question we've got to get to because that impacts other people and the desire to <clears throat> raise up more leaders is you know, something that we really really want to do but it will always go hand in glove with the, those people uh, committing to the Christ life um, that's how it works, that's how leadership increasingly develops on people um, the, the tension sometimes if somebody wants to be a leader that's not necessarily committed to be a follower it doesn't work growth is a massive thing because the reality is a lot of churches don't want to grow and arena church is not one of those we are passionate about growing and uh, in that growth that absolutely involves the, the numerical growth and one of the things that I've been mindful of and we've been mindful of actually is that um, there's, there's been great foundations that have been that have been laid over many years and certainly since Phil and Sharon uh, jo- joined Arena Church the senior leadership you know, over the last six years there's been great strides uh, with regards to foundations and there's been growth but one of the things that we're absolutely committed to is seeing um, barriers uh, broken through so instead of us thinking that actually a few hundred people around the life of Arena Church in a market town is really good. We're actually saying, well, we thank God for what's happened in the past, but we're committed to actually believing for more. So, you know, one of the things is that we're believing for for Ilkeston is a breakthrough that 500 mark. And in, in Mansfield, which is still, uh, you know, a fledgling flower in many ways, but believing for a couple of hundred people and then beyond. Yeah, I mean... I, I, th- I think it, it really is not not just for us, but for everybody to grasp the you know desire to to grow. God's not willing that any should perish, and um, we, we we absolutely together have to have to uh, reaffirm the fact that we want to grow. Um, and the the sad thing is that wanting to grow churches are probably in the minority um, because there's a price to pay, there's a cost, there's an inconvenience. Um, and we continue to need to address those issues so that we do keep on track with growth. Uh, we've already addressed the fact of individual growth um, in terms of a commitment to discipleship, and that I think does work itself out in terms of uh, growth, in terms of numbers and people being added. It's simply because we want the kingdom to grow, uh, want the kingdom to spill out, want more people to find Jesus. Um, it seems an obvious thing to state, it seems an obvious thing to desire, but I think we have to be at, at Arena absolutely intentional, all of us, 
that that's exactly what we do want. Um, and the more we the more we uh, unite behind that, then I think it presents God with great opportunities to absolutely do it. Um, and that's that's growth in every area. So we talked about the serving, and um, so a whole area of more people engaged in serving the church. There is this principle around that. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. It's not just a, a church statistic. It, the business would use it as well. And I think we really just have to smash through that. need more people uh, committing, getting involved, getting engaged, because that helps us uh, in, in the area of, of growing. I think one of the areas as well which is really important is the thought around this culture of bringing... Um, we, we, we don't say that we were the first people to, to, to think of this. I think it was you know, probably a decade ago I would sort of um, a speaker talk about let's not just be inviters, let's be bringers. And actually we need to create that culture where it's a good thing to bring people into a, a church environment. So for example on a Sunday morning we're encouraging people to bring their friends, their families, their neighbours into an environment where they can actually, actually experience the presence of God and be challenged. But then also there's the things that we're running throughout 2013, for example, the big night out, a couple of hundred people that came together uh, just early on in the year uh, in a social environment with five-a-side and basketball and darts and all that kind of thing. It was just a great environment to bring people. And we need to see people bringing. So bringing, inviting and bringing their friends because the reality is unless we, we connect with these people, unless we, we tell them that there's, that there's a God that loves them, who else is going to do that? Many, many people actually think that if they was to invite somebody to a church service, to a, a social gathering, that they're automatically their friend is going to say no. And that is absolutely not the case. Because actually there are many people who work in an environment, they could be going to the office, the factory, the school, even kids in school, and we automatically think they're going to say no, that they won't. Uh, statistically, actually, people are waiting for an invitation. And I really do believe that if we will just seize the opportunity and invite people. I mean, one of the most important things, of course, is that we actually uh, model and exemplify a, a great Christian life. That's the other challenge, going back to the discipleship of one. Why would one, somebody want to come to church when we're miserable? We need to express the life of Christ and, and be, have more of Jesus in us. And that isn't weird. That's really, you know, good. And I actually believe that if we'll take the opportunity to invite people, they will, they will come. They will come. The, the, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it's, it, there's many verses that are, are significant to us at Arena Church. It says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. It's interesting that verse talks about his power working with us. There's a partnership. And that partnership, if we really capture hold of it and we understand who God is and we understand who we are, then God can do amazing things through our life. So over the next five years, over the next ten years, it would be our heart that we, that we grow. That we grow and the Arena Church, um, its, it's area of influence grows. Um, believing that wherever we plant, wherever we pioneer, wherever we re-establish, whether that is in the context of church or even in community, believing for young people that that to grow, uh, children to grow. So I have to be honest, uh, church, it's, it's, it's not about us just seeing a few hundred 
if we can be as bold as to say we're actually dreaming and believing of thousands. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I was really struck by, and if we'd have had time, we'd have been able to have done this, would have been to have gone to the Mansfield Town Football Club and just stood in the middle of the centre circle and just showed the stadium because there, there is increasingly, I believe, around the United Kingdom, churches that are believing that whole stadiums are going to be filled to the glory of God. And why, why not in, why not in, in Ilkeston? Why not in Mansfield? Why not in the East Midlands? And so that would be part of what, what we're believing for in these, in these coming years. It's going to take a lot of hard work, it's going to take commitment, a lot of money, a lot of sacrifice. But believe in God for great things, because he is able to do immeasurably more. The, the Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, the laborers are few. And one of the things that we're wanting to see happen increasingly around wherever we plant ourselves is for us to believe that we could influence 10% of the population. So for instance, Ilkeston, let's be conservative, there's 30, 35,000 people in and around the town, not massive. But could we not believe that actually we could influence 3,500 to 5,000 people? I'm not saying they're all necessarily going to be in our church, but through the different activities that we run, through the different outreaches, that we actually begin to touch them and sow seed and believe in for that seed to reap a harvest. So wherever we go, of course, Mansfield, we seem to be going to bigger towns. Mansfield is 100,000, all that's in our heart regarding the East Midlands and spreading out to the right and to the left. We have Nottingham and Derby, greater opportunities. But that is what we could we could begin to see happen. Often in church journeys, there's little phrases that emerge that you know, actually become part of the church, they, and, and they're not just phrases. They they have a, a prophetic dimension to them. So the Amor Corridor is something that's emerged in our language, not only Christian and me, but in, in terms of the church over the last two to three years, particularly. It's come out of some great prayer times, uh, and uh, has been very intentional about those monthly prayer gatherings and uh, people will remember that um, we, uh, we uh, Isaiah 54 has become very strong to us breaking out to the right and to the left and we've had one or two really uh, tremendous uh, times of intercession and, and uh, declaring God's purposes uh, with regard to that breaking out to the right and to the left so um, the, the M1 corridor is really uh, uh, where Ilkeston becomes uh, something of a place we work from but touches other contexts and other situations uh, left and right of, of the M1 so obviously we if you if you look at Junction 26 as Ilkeston, Junction 28 as Mansfield uh, and there's places to the right and to the left where uh, we believe there can be uh, other expressions of the kingdom and I think from my point of view in terms of carrying that wider role with uh, Assemblies of God at the top this time and being uh, responsible for some leadership in the central area, that, that really fuels me because we're actually encouraging other churches, other church leaders to also believe uh, for, for, for growing and expanding and they are, you know, repurposing churches connecting with smaller groups planting where there's nothing and it's that whole sense of God's heart to continually spread out fascinating really that any church leader that I'm speaking to at the moment that's got a passionate community that wants to grow is invariably going somewhere else also to do it it's just the heart of God and the M1 corridor for us is as I say not just a phrase it's it's a purpose incredibly excited by church planting whenever church planting church repurposing is mentioned my eyes light up 
and for Arena Church I'm incredibly excited by the potential that we have uh, in this area and beyond. Mansfield came to us just over two years ago, very excited by all that's happening there, new building, building that congregation and interestingly both Phil and I would both would say it's been a case of clearing the ground and then really trying to lay some foundations in that that will cause that church then to to grow. So very excited. One of the things that's above my um, desk is uh, this piece of paper. It's quite crude. It's just, uh, you know, me just drawing something. But in it, there's a circle around the M1 corridor. And uh, December 2011, I, I read a book called The, uh, the Circle Maker. I was greatly impacted by it. And the whole thought of drawing circles around people, around individuals, and even around areas. And what I've begun to do is draw a circle in terms of our influence of what God could do amongst us. This will involve, potentially, people from Arena Church committing themselves to being involved in a church plant. So they're actually going and planting a church. We're really excited about that. As I was uh, praying around the circle one day, well I can actually refer to it, it as on September the 7th and the 8th it came to me. And the verse that I found was in 2 Corinthians in chapter 10 and verse 15 and 16 and it reads, Our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our area of activity among you will, be great, will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. And the thought around it was, there is an area of activity that we're presently in, but it's going to greatly expand even beyond the regions that we're presently in. So actually, although I've drew this circle in our M1 corridor, I actually believe that from Arena Church there's going to be churches that are going to be planted, churches that we're going to be involved in, community outreaches that we're going to be involved in, even to the ends of the earth. And uh, of course that is a challenge to each and every one of us because there may be somebody in the congregation who has a particular call to China or Africa or a particular call to the south of England, Ireland, Scotland, wherever that may be. Because it's not going to be about Phil and I going and running around and doing all those things. It's going to be a team effort as we all engage in the whole thought of uh, church planting. We'll see churches um, grow and, and, and increase. We've taken real strides in Arena Church and thanks to some incredibly committed and dedicated mm. workers and teams. We've established a number of banks now in uh, uh, Ilkeston and beyond. Um, so Food Bank and Furniture Bank and through now that great resource of the factory unit in Belfield Street, that 7,000 square foot unit, it will able, enable us to impact Ilkeston as a community. One of the things we're absolutely passionate about is not just seeing a big church arise. We believe in that actually will transform the community. I really do believe, somebody shared with me um, a number of months ago, at the heart of every community transformation, there was a church. And I really believe that wherever we place ourselves with other churches, we know we can't do it alone, we'll begin to see communities transform, housing estates, difficult neighbourhoods transformed. And the way that we do that is by doing what Jesus asked us to do in Matthew 25. It talks about those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who are naked, those who are in prison, those who have nowhere to live. We need to go and feed them, clothe them, give them a house, give them, give them a drink. And it's through practical acts, love and kindness to, to the community that we'll see it 
transformed. And so it's one of the passions of ours to see community transformed. It's a passion of ours to see community outreaches uh, increase, detached youth work. We wanted to see kids' works. We wanted to see different centres set up in the areas that we believe that God is, is, calling us, is calling us to. One of the things that we've been very, very challenged by is this whole thing of dreaming big and thinking long. I actually believe that we shouldn't just think about the next 12 months, particularly in the area of transforming a community, we need to break cycles and we need to think long. So there's guys in and around Arena Church in their you know, early teens, 20s, 30s. You're going to be the people, as we move forward in 20, 30 years' time, are going to reap some of the benefit of the seeds that we're sowing now as we begin to see Ilkeston, Mansfield, Nottingham, Derby and beyond transformed in you know, the heart of the community. There are many verses of scripture that mean a lot, mean a lot to us and uh, prophetically they speak to us as a church. Isaiah 58 and verse 12, it reads in the message in the beautiful words of Eugene Peterson, it reads this, Repairer of streets and dwellings, you'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins. Rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. I really believe that if the church will commit, and it's this whole thought, Phil, of the pulpit colliding with, with, with the pew. And if we will commit, and we don't often use that kind of language, but if we will just commit together, to work together, and believe God for great things, then I really believe we'll see the, the, the prophetic statement that I've just read there actually become a reality, that we'll see communities live again. Young people, children, marriage, divorce, people from different ethnic backgrounds coming together as a community and seeing God do something significant. That is what we're believing for, not just in the next 12 months, but in the, in, in the days ahead. And by God's grace, as we continue to give ourselves to each other, and as more importantly, we continue to give ourselves to God, then I believe we can expect, believe God to do incredible things in, in, in and through us for his glory. I think the the whole thing of going to uh, wanting to increasingly growing churches it inevitably it, it takes its focus outward, not inward. It's been one of Christians' great heartbeats uh, over recent years to continually urge us to have an outward focus. Um, and I think we're, we've got that. Um, and people connecting with people, the fringe of the church growing, which yeah. is so important. Yeah. Uh, people that wouldn't necessarily be in the church, but would count it as their church. Uh, and our friendships and all of those things that needs to get bigger as well mm. uh, and the reality is that we, we do continue to dream for communities to turn around for young people to have a renewed vision whatsoever their lives for the atmospheres in schools and community situations to really turn and we know that is a huge challenge and only God can do it but God always works with people and people that will believe that he can do it and so let's keep committed to the journey, every one of us, you know, bringing our gift to the Lord, doing it in the spirit of unity, with great encouragement. And let's see what the Lord will do.
I don't know about you, but I'm incredibly challenged even as I watched myself. And it's always a horrible thing if you ever watch yourself on camera, you think, I certainly do need to lose a few pounds. But anyway, going beyond that, there are many things that are in our hearts that we want to do. And you've heard it all this morning. And I don't really think there's anything more that I, that I have to say. Other than this, we, we recognize that we have a group of people, committed group, you guys. And we're thankful for all that you do and all that you bring to the Arena Church. Uh, we know that you aren't perfect in the leadership, Phil and I, and the team, we're not perfect. But as we work together with God, then we can expect great things. And it's this whole partnership of us with God, believing God for great things. If I can be as bold as to say, I really do believe that one of the things that I constantly want to say to you guys is, you know, we, we are better than we presently are. There's more in us than, than, than we're presently seeing. And this isn't as being uh, in any sense conceited or anything like that. It's just for us to believe God for more than, than we're presently living in. Are you hearing me? And so as we commit ourselves to God and as we commit ourselves to one another and as we commit ourselves to the vision, then I believe that God will begin to do extraordinary things. There's many things that can stir in my mind and I committed to the guys that I wouldn't then preach at the end of it and I won't just do that but just by saying one thing I really believe that as we make these steps and as we commit to the four areas that we've talked about again that I actually do think that God is going to do some miracles um, I was praying this week and I said to Caroline I, I, I need I, I would just be as bold I need God to do a miracle I need God to do a miracle. Because I need to be able to stand before the congregation and say, this is what God has done. This has not been man. This has been, this has been God. And as we commit ourselves to this vision, as we commit ourselves to pray, as we commit ourselves to just living out the life of Christ, and, and we just be who we are. We're not trying to be any celebrity. We're not trying to be anybody that we're not. We're just being who we are. Then I believe that God will just begin to breathe on us and that we'll be able to stand at the front of the church and say, God, this is what we were looking for, and this is what we needed, and this is what God did, and it is a miracle. So I don't know about you, but I just want to, for me, I'm just standing. I'm going to encourage us in a moment to stand. And we're just going to pray over all that we've, we've heard this morning, over all that's been done this morning, and just re reaffirm our commitment. And even if it's your first time amongst us, please join with us and stand just, you know, even though this might not be your church home, um, I just ask you to stand with us because we are absolutely serious about what we've just said on the, on the video of seeing God, seeing uh, God do incredible things in and through uh, the life of the church and the areas in which we're seeking to work. So I wonder if you'd stand with me. And as we stand also believing that we're going to see a great miracle take place. I wonder if the guys would just uh, just jump up and um, we'll, we'll, we'll sing that new day. It's a new day. What a great song it is. And um, just as we prepare ourselves, the discipleship of one, that demands that we all commit ourselves to um, living out the life of, of Jesus, as we heard Phil say. It's just taking the scriptures and living them out. Believing that growth is going to happen, growth barriers. 
who would be utterly amazed that looking on the, the church here now, that we could believe that actually we're going to double this number. And even if we doubled this number, we're still not really touching Ilkeston because the, the heart of God is that none should perish. And I, I heard a story this, this week of somebody who passed away in November. Suddenly, I didn't even know, and I was just on the phone with his brother. And as I put the phone down, I just thought, I had contact with that man, and I wonder if he ever knew Christ. That's where it really gets me. I wonder if he ever knew Christ. Because I certainly didn't tell him about Christ. And this man potentially could be in a lossless eternity. So is that serious? So we believe in for growth. So we say 500 people. It's not even about the numbers. Like I said, it's just believing God to do something in and through our lives. This M1 corridor, I want to tell you deep down, I think you've got it. I'm really just a pastor by default because I'm just, I just love people. I just love being around people who are far away from God. I love you guys as well. I really do. But I love being around people who are far away from God. And the, and the more stinking they are, and the more hurting they are, I want to tell you, God just is doing more in me than I ever realized because the more I'm, I'm just <laughs> want to get close to them. And believing for God to do something in this M1 corridor. Some of you guys to plant churches. You say, me? I think you could, some of you. You're better than you actually think of yourselves. All you've got to do is just give your heart away. You've got to give your heart away to God and give your heart away to the leadership of this church. And I really believe that from the here, there's, there's church planters, there's church planting teams. <laughs> and the community, what can we say about the community? The community will live again. When I read it, I'm, I'm, I wanted to jump up and down because I believe this stuff. I believe Isaiah 58. And what a better, there's no better thing to spend your life on than these things. I want to look back when I stand before God and I will have to give an account for what I have been given and what I did with what I've been given. And I really do want him to be able to look at me my father in heaven is say, well, the thing that I gave you, at least you did your best with it, Thorpey. You might not have been the smartest. I didn't give you the smartest brain. I didn't give you the best looks. I didn't give you the greatest charm. But what I gave you, you used and you did your best. Well done, good and faithful servant. And that's all we can do. Some of you have been given gifts. Some of you are charming. Some of you are sharp. Some of you are fantastic looking. Some of, some of you, God's done something really great in you. You need to realize that that's the work of God. And God wants you to use those things for his glory. So Father, oh my God, I just pray that you will just take these th simple thoughts this morning and that we will just commit ourselves to the vision that we believe that you have given us that's before us recognizing there are going to be people who are going to come and go from the life of this church because some people we're going to send out and other people are going to come and join us and there will be those who will remain but I ask Lord whatever we need in arena church that you would be you would just grant us and give to us and I ask Lord that we would believe you 
for more. That you would help us to lift our eyes and believe you for more and see God at work in and through our lives to the glory of God. Cause barriers of growth to be broken through. Cause the community to live again. This M1 corridor for churches to be planted and all under the foundation and basis of us all being a discipleship of one. We're all committed to being a follower, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray today, those who are just shackled, those who are bound, those who just feel like they can never press into all that you have for them. I just come against those lies in the name of Jesus. I just pray that every chain would be broken. I pray, Lord, that you'd loose our hearts and loose our minds and loose our spirits. And that we would serve you all hurt, all bitterness, all disappointment to just fade away at this moment. And we begin to serve your purposes, God. The past is in the past. May we move forward in all that you have for us, both now in the present and in the future ahead. God, cause that, that, those verses that you're able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. Cause those verses to be a living reality in and through Arena Church and the people of Arena Church. Lord, we're believing you for great things. In Jesus' name we pray. And we commit it all to you now, Lord. We make our personal commitments to you and to this vision. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Just while everybody stood and heads about.